This is Soul Starter, the podcast with your hosts, Jessica and Lexi. We're two mamas on a mission to make entrepreneurship more accessible through soul-driven exploration. If you're ready to start a transformative journey rooted in self-care, intention, and growth, then this is the podcast for you. Join us and our guests each week as we explore the parallels between business, motherhood, and mindful living. Your intuition guided you here. Now let's get started. Hey, beautiful souls. It's Lexi and Jessica. We're so excited to be back chatting with you this week. A little bit of a different take here. It's the two of us. We don't have an interview scheduled today, uh, but I actually have kind of an interesting topic for us to chat about. So in my own practice at home, my own morning meditation practice, I often will pull a tarot card or an oracle card um, just to kind of give me like a little bit more insight to what it was that I experienced during my meditation Um, and then like apply it back to my real life. So I this morning pulled two cards for us for the month of May and in my meditation and in my pulling of the cards I was asking you know kind of just what can we offer our listeners for the month of May? What is a topic that might come up that we can share a little bit more about? And yeah, I'm really excited to jump in and share what I learned. I'm feeling ex- extremely excited to learn a little bit more about what you pulled and what your thoughts are. And uh, this is a new thing for me that I've never practiced. Lexi actually introduced me to it. Um, we pulled a card on our first podcast day, and it was so insightful and so interesting to look at our intention in a different way. But I'm excited to see what you pulled too for me. Yeah, and it's um, for some of our listeners, if you've been following along coming out of eclipse season and all of the things that have been going on astrologically, um, the cards are really in line with what we've been experiencing and uh, we're we're kind of coming out on the other side. So we're hearing this podcast or you'll be hearing this podcast like a couple weeks into May, but you can still take it with you. And this is just an offering. So if it doesn't resonate with you, I offer that you listen in and see if anything comes to you. But I am not, uh, neither of us are saying that tarot is the way to go. I'm not an expert in tarot. I've only been practicing for maybe a year now or less. I started with an Oracle deck, which is kind of like a good entry. And then, yeah, and then I got into tarot. Um, I did have a teacher, but I didn't specialize in it or anything. Now I'm curious. I'm like, how did you get started? Yeah. 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 I took a intuition course. Mm -hmm. Um, It was a six to eight week course about like developing your intuition. And tarot was something that she spent a whole uh, section on kind of just telling us a little bit more about what it was and how to use it in your own meditation practice. Yeah, that's awesome. And so if you're new, an Oracle deck would be the first thing you would go towards to maybe start with. It's a little bit more of an entry, I would say, Mm -hmm. just because, so there's one that's called Animal Spirit, I think, the Oracle deck. I'll link it in the show notes, but that was a nice entry to me because I think a lot of times people will like, relate to a particular animal or they'll just um, like the essence of an animal they'll relate to. So I actually recently pulled the bear, which I just 
just intuitively, what comes up for you just when you're thinking about a bear? Like, there's no words on the card. It's just a picture of a bear. Maybe there's like, I don't know, a sun or a moon in the background. But what what would you say? Something big and scary, but also very grounded. Yeah. Yeah. Like of the earth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just mother nature. And I feel like the woods, you know, the, the woods to me growing up in partly in Flagstaff, um, just being a part of the forest, I feel like it is sort of grounding or it feels sort of like home in some ways. Mm-hmm. And when I think of a bear, like in the mountains and the forest, I just think of that part of my life. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's pretty spot on. And also what does a bear do like in winter? Hibernates. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like, so this card came up for me right in a point where I was kind of coming out of like a little bit of a lag in my practice, like my spiritual practice, which everybody has them. We kind of go through ebbs and flows and it was the bear, the card was literally saying like, Oh, like, welcome. You've awakened from your slumber, like a little bit of a rebirth here. And now it's right in line with everything that's going on with the eclipse. Wow. And um, I also pulled a tarot card related. So anyway, I just find that when you pull these certain cards, they, they give you a little bit more insight. And the practice is actually like looking at the card and feeling with your intuition what comes up for you before even flipping to the guidebook to see like, what is this card even? even about okay so you mentioned a guidebook for Mm -hmm. people like me who are very new to this Mm -hmm. and learning um this side of things with this deck of cards you also get a guidebook that's supposed to allow you to go a little bit deeper Mm -hmm. into what the card may have meaning in right and so if you're like a total beginner what we did or why you kind of you know taught us you basically put them face down Yeah. And then you can shuffle them or apply them face down. And then you kind of intuitively pick a card. So that's what we mean by pulling a card, right? By picking a card. And then you, once you pick that card, you then look at it and it has some sort of a symbolic image on it. And I think it's actually perfect that I'm new because <laughs> to this, yeah, because no, this then I can explain it in like very in um, beginner terms because that's how I'm learning it on the fly as well. But then once you pick the card, it just there's no words on it. It's just a picture or an image. Mm-hmm. And then with that, the f- first next step is what? Yeah. So you shuffle the deck. I do like I, if anything like pops out while you're shuffling, that's your card. Like oh. that's the universe spitting a card at you. Like hey, this is what you need to hear today. Um, but you shuffle the deck and then with your non-dominant hand, you can break the deck in half or I do it three times. Um, and then pull, you can pull multiple cards. If you purchase an Oracle deck or a tarot deck, the guidebook will give you like spread offerings. You can pull one, you can pull two, you can pull a whole year's forecast. So Mm -hmm. that's what you do. And then once you pull the card before going right to the guidebook, sit for a minute. Mm. So you can do your meditation with the card at that point. I always do mine before. And it's amazing because I'll be meditating and I'll see like a picture of a rabbit. And then my card will have a rabbit on it. It's really wild. It happens almost always, honestly. (laughs) Like it happens where I meditate and I see something and then it comes up in the card or there's like a theme and then it comes up in the card. But yeah, it's, it's nice. uh, It's a nice practice on developing your intuition to just sit before going to like the cheat codes in the book and like what comes up for you and then see like does it resonate with the card and the theme that 
Yeah. And you've mentioned it's a practice. So I'm sure as you do it more consistently, Mm -hmm. you then can learn the art of sitting in that or asking yourself better in-depth questions to try to get intuitively. uh, What does this card mean for me? Why am I feeling this certain way? Or what is popping up for me? And then going to the book as another reference point. Yeah, exactly. And I want to share that like this is not a religious practice tarot or falling oracle decks it's anything like you could pull a mantra card in the morning an Um, affirmation deck card yeah Mm -hmm. like this this doesn't have to be perceived as a religious practice it's a spiritual practice and I think the two are very different so I even felt like a little bit of resistance at first and so Mm -hmm. I took my time like getting into this practice because society like has all these myths around tarot like oh you have to have a fortune teller like or a psychic medium read your cards sure Mm -hmm. you can have a medium read your cards she probably will give you she or he will give you more insight than you're developed to give yourself but you don't need to have a fortune teller like it's not this lady with a glass you know ball crystal ball like telling you what's going to happen your tarot doesn't predict the future it is just a way of practicing again developing your intuition it mm-hmm. will offer you themes and I'm, I mean you could probably pull any card and then recognize intuitively like what the theme is that you need to hear mm-hmm. and you know what I mean different for everybody exactly. like you and I could pull the exact same card but what's coming up for us is very different right potentially or how it relates to us in our life in that moment or what's coming up for us intuitively mm-hmm. in that moment mm-hmm. uh, but that's kind of the beauty of any practice mm-hmm. of trying to go inward more trying to uh, becoming more aligned with, with your intuition and what's coming up for you maybe in your subconscious mind. And so that's really what, you know, this practice particularly of what we're talking about today, there's a lot of other practices, but this one particularly is it's a tool. A tool. I love it's a that. Tool. That's a great way of putting it. And it's like um, the card you pull is an amplifier of a theme in your life at that moment that maybe you are ignoring and you need the reminder or maybe it is something that can be for you, but you're like pushing it away, you know? So yeah, I, I just use it. I use it as a tool is uh, almost like I my personality almost needs like that little extra cherry on top. Like I do a meditation in the morning and sometimes things get pretty wild. Like I'm a very visual person. I'm like dropping in and seeing all these things. And I'm like, what does this even mean? Like, is this just influenced because I watched this crazy movie last night? Or is this just because of what society says? But then I pull a tarot card and it's like, oh, now I get it. This is exactly what I needed to hear. Mm -hmm. Like the two together are this really nice marriage of what my mind is telling me. And then it's like this universe um, backing up the concept basically. Yeah. Yeah. That's really beautiful. I mean, it sounds wonderful. I, I definitely want to practice it more. I also love how you mentioned that sometimes like it can bring up resistance for people. And I think I felt that a little bit too. Like, why why haven't I looked into it more? I've heard of it. Mm-hmm. But I think there is a little bit of resistance or like a little bit of this feeling of like, oh, is that woo-woo, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that's important to call out because it's only woo-woo if you uh, direct your energy and attention to thinking that that might be what it is. But if we utilize it as a tool, as you mentioned, Lexi, yeah, 
to guide yourself to yeah. go inward. It's just one tool that we can use. Mm-hmm. Let's get into the tarot yeah. part. Yeah, yeah, let's, okay, do, let's get it. into it. Okay, so um, I'm not going to dive into the major arcana and the minor arcana. Um, those are just like the different halves of the deck. Uh, I think it'd be awesome to have actually like a tarot. We should. A trained like tarot we should expert. Definitely. Um, just like share a little bit more about the practice and he give way more insight than I can. So um, so this morning, anyway, I I had a meditation. It was like an eight-minute meditation, um, just like aligning my energy and then I asked the deck, like, what is a theme that our listeners could hear for the month of May? And I did have a card, f- like, fly out of the deck while I was shuffling wow. it. Like, hey, me, 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 pick me. And I just, like, felt this need to, again, this is me, like, trying to back things up. I was like, well, maybe I'll pull, like, one more. I feel like I need to pull one more. I had this intuitive like, gut response of, like, pull just one more card just to, like, confirm this is exactly and they were very similar in their uh, like underlying theme so I pulled the four of pentacles which basically this represents wealth and it doesn't mean oh we're all gonna get rich in May you know I, I like to look at it as more of like a two-sided coin so on one side of it you you very well like could come into some kind of manifested wealth mm-hmm. this month abundance and not necessarily like monetarily but just like something you've been working toward may be coming for you this Mm. month which is a really beautiful thing to think about right like nothing wrong with that but on the other side of it it also represents like you have one side that's wealth and one side that's like holding on to this material possession Mm. so you have this idea that like the materials are actually going to keep you stuck that makes sense Does that make sense? Yeah. So like if you have the wealth, but Mm -hmm. then you also attach that to those material possessions, Mm -hmm. that it will then kind of counteract the two. Yes. You're on one side, you are like desiring so much, pushing, pushing, pushing. I want this wealth. I want this. I want that. I want this. I want that. And it's actually keeping you stuck. Mm -hmm. And then on the other side of the coin is this abundance of just like this freeing, letting go trust what's coming to you. Mm-hmm. Um, so it can, it can kind of be an offering of like, which side of the coin do you feel like is resonating with you more? Do you feel mm-hmm. like you're on a highway mm-hmm. and you're driving mm-hmm. as fast as you can? Eyes are going through the windshield straight ahead and you are pedal to the metal. What's next? Pushing, driving. Meanwhile, you're passing all these exit signs to beautiful side roads, towns where you could meet amazing people, opportunities, but you don't see them mm-hmm. because you have your blinders on. And where you're going, you're so stuck in where you're going and you're so stuck in the future that you just keep driving as fast as you can to get that wealth, to get those material possessions, to like attain all of this, right? that you're missing things. Mm-hmm. And what happens if you stay on the highway for too long? Yeah, you miss all the exits. <laughs> you miss all the exits and you run out of gas. Mm-hmm. Your tires are going to lose their tread. Mm-hmm. Your car's going to get beaten down and battered. And this is where, like, people sometimes have this eye-opening experience of, oh, shit, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I've i been ignoring my body. I'm 100%. sick. Mm-hmm. I, like, let a relationship fall through the cracks. Like... 
Totally. I think a great question to ask is like, what am I striving for? Mm -hmm. That's something that as you're talking about that, what is coming up for me or what is coming up for others maybe of what are you striving? What are, why are your blinders on Mm -hmm. and how long are those blinders on for? Yeah. Yeah. Are you giving yourself breaks? Like, Mm -hmm. are you pulling aside and like standing in the abundance of the wildflowers just growing on the side of the road or, you know, I can also traveling like, into a little town and yeah, totally. I feel like I can also take that and I don't have the card or the book in front of me or sure. anything like that, but just from what you're saying, take that as like the two sides of the coin too, by chasing wealth and by chasing uh, material objects or possessions mm-hmm. that it can then now put you in that constant cycle or rut, but because you have all of these high net worth material possessions, it will continue to force you to chase the wealth yeah. to pay for all those material possessions. And it will keep you in that rat race, if you will, yes. of the more you have, the more you buy, the more you have, the more you buy. And so financially asking yourself like, first, what am I chasing financially mm-hmm. and making sure it's in alignment with what you're desiring? Because more money <laughs> can also get you in a lot of trouble too. Yeah. Yeah, and and add more stress and add more chaos to your life uh, if you let it, I guess. No, that's totally right. And it's not exactly even about that you're going to get more money if you stay on the highway, right? It's like you're an autopilot and you're just going and 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 you're going to burn out. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's a nice reminder that like the other side of the coin and the abundance that's waiting for you is when you give yourself breaks. When you slow down, you might have the opportunity at that exit sign. Maybe the opportunity was the exit you needed to take that you passed. Exactly, yeah. And where are you even going driving on this damn (laughs) highway for so long? What is the intention? You're missing life the whole time. Mm -hmm. And I I think that's a hard concept, especially in, in our society in America. It's like everybody's being pushed to... Like, who's making more money? Mm-hmm. And, oh, I'm a seven-figure mill, like, blah, blah, blah. I don't know. It's, just, it, it's like, it's all around Ooh, us. The, com- the comparison, the that comparison, rat race, if you yeah, will. Yeah, mm-hmm. that, yeah the, um, and you feel like you can feel insignificant when you see other people succeeding or other people chasing their dreams. But then are you still in your car mm-hmm. driving on the highway going straight? Yeah. Or are you going to pull over and change mm-hmm. things? Yeah. And you don't have to be on the freeway with everybody else or the highway with everybody else. If exactly. you want to take the slow road, take that's okay too. Road. Yeah. So yeah. I'm getting so amped up about it. But yeah. I only am getting amped up about it because I've been there. Mm-hmm. Like I've been on the highway in mm-hmm. autopilot. And we didn't even talk about it in like my episode where we talked about my story. But like I got really sick. I was chasing. I was in this big career. Like um like launching I launched a whole restaurant concept and I loved my job but the work environment was toxic Mm -hmm. AF and I was chasing this idea that like this is going to be the next Chipotle or like I was just pushing 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 and commuting over two hours a day and my body like triggered and I got celiacs like I had celiac disease like I instantly I lost all this weight I didn't know what was wrong I was irritable my vision was going away and one of my eyeballs wow like it was horrible and I was ignoring all the signs Mm. that something was wrong yeah because you had tunnel vision you had those blinders on yeah it really makes me think back to to 
my old job, which I actually did really love, but it was, it was in blinders on situation. Um, and sometimes you make choices because you have to, or because mm. the family needs you to, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also constantly bringing yourself back to asking yourself, does this bring me joy? Mm-hmm. And if it doesn't bring you joy and it isn't in alignment with your intentions and what you're intuitively feeling that you want to go, it will burn you out. It will add more stress to your life. And with that burnout, feeling and with that additional stress in your life it will then cause health problems which it sounds like it did for you yeah and at the time in my life when I was you know running myself thin ragged if you will um I ended up having some like heart issues where I was in a really stressful time of my life I was in the first year of parenting I was also working at a clinic where I was the director and the physical therapist there and it was a lot of stress in my life and it wasn't really in alignment with where I wanted to go. So it constantly felt really resistant um, throughout the whole time. But then it caused me some like little anxiety attacks and some heart issues that I was having. And it wasn't until I started recognizing these signals that my body was giving me to then really reevaluate, should I be doing this or should I actually pull back, help myself out a little and then find the path that is going to bring me more joy. So I think that that's a beautiful card that you pulled and a really great monthly intention to have too as you look at every new month and what are you chasing and asking yourself, does this bring you joy? Are you still on the highway? Should you still be on the highway? Is it time to take an exit? Right. Exactly. Yeah. I just want to add like one more thing to it is when when you're on that highway and you are in autopilot, you're missing all the signs, right? Like you're not you might not be noticing your intuition giving you the signs that something is wrong and these like subtle signs build up over time and then they become very loud and then it manifests into potentially like a health scare or like a divorce I don't know like something something can happen it's kind of like your rock bottom like a traumatic Mm -hmm. oh okay I see now thank you for like kicking me off the highway right like you can't you can't drive anymore yeah I love a good metaphor so yeah I love that (laughs) well and sometimes it will knock you down like that for you for Mm -hmm. it to wake you up enough if you will or to kind of shake you up enough to realize that you're out of alignment well and we talked about this in Tressa's episode you know like and actually it, it came up in episode four and in episode five both of our guests mentioning that you know they had a health experience, a negative one, that then shifted their mindset of like, oh, I want to kind of change my trajectory, mm-hmm. you know, and everybody's like level of what that experience might be, you know, it might not be health, it might be a very extreme health incident, it might be minor, like, but at some point, something's happening that's like, hey. Yeah, and it's interesting too, because I feel like once you go through it yourself, you're then more aware of it potentially happening again and hopefully stopping yourself mm-hmm. from allowing it to go down that path. But mm-hmm. even for me, like because I've gone through something like that in my life where I, I actually saw the triggers of why that was happening and then the breakdown of my physical health and then the rebuilding of my physical health, which really ended up being the rebuilding of my um, myself, my wholeness, my spirituality, all of that stuff. You can then also start seeing it happening in other people's lives. Yeah. Which is a little bit tough because obviously you don't want to be 
the bearer of bad news. <laughs> you can't tell you them. Can't they tell won't them. see it. They're, they're an autopilot. 100% was what I was saying. Is like they're missing the exit signs. Mm-hmm. And so they might even be missing the friend that's trying to prompt them or trying to support them mm-hmm. in, in coming back in alignment with their self and to help them decrease those stressors or uh, make different choices that won't add as much of that stress to their life but you can't say anything and that's the hardest part is because they almost need to really experience it for themselves it's a self-realization for sure and then they learn those body cues too for the next time or maybe they don't that's true too i mean i i had this health experience and then you know we things changed and we i left the job and we moved and then um i got pregnant and I kind of went into like mom autopilot and not in a bad way, like enjoyed every moment. But then like after my son was born, I had another like rock bottom type of situation where then I was in this cycle of like constantly chasing the idea of what was I going to do when my kids were out of the at home phase. Mm -hmm. I had just had this huge career. I was advancing and like I was doing really well. And then all of a sudden I'm a stay at home mom and I had this fear of like, oh my gosh, in eight years or whenever both my kids are in elementary, I'm going to be irrelevant. I think that's a fear for a lot of moms. I agree with you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and yeah, so I spent a lot of time like, I mean, go back to episode two, episode two. When we talked about, we, yeah, okay. if you want to hear my story. Um, and we'll, we'll talk more about it in other ways. But yeah, so I think that card was really insightful, but that was the card that was like, shoo, out the deck at me. So I was like, mm, I need a supportive card. I need a supportive card. So I pulled one more and it was the eight of swords and the, the image on the deck that I have, every deck is kind of different. There's different artwork and interpretations, but the general theme is very similar. So anyway, it was a magpie in um, the eight of swords. So there were eight swords imprisoning this magpie the swords are like going down and this bird is kind of like stuck in a cage Hmm. it's kind of like the song bird who's like singing a beautiful song but like it's not can't leave the cage right Mm -hmm. so like coming back to that example you're trapped trapped. you're trapped in the car you're trapped in autopilot maybe Mm -hmm. the car is in autopilot and you like you feel like you can't take it off the highway you're like if i take it off the highway like, what's going to happen? The world's going to fall apart. I, like, I got to do all these things for this and this and this to get to this point. And mm-hmm. this, so this bird is trapped in this cage. And then outside of the cage are, like, clouds and a blue butterfly. And, like, this, the butterfly represents, like, transformation, right? Um, and the bird doesn't even see that there actually is a way to, to get out of the cage. Wow. It's like looking out the side window, seeing the exit, and like, oh, there is a way. I just I just have to, to drive there. Mm-hmm. I'm going to run this metaphor into the ground. So anyway, that prompted this idea of like, what is confining you? Like, what is your cage? And it's different for everybody. Could be a partner, mm-hmm. somebody in your life, um, a codependent relationship. It could be your job. could be the idea of like leaving your job to do something else is... I think that's a big one. Absolutely terrifying. It could mm-hmm. be the idea, like speaking from experience of, oh, I I want my own career, but if I put my kids in daycare, am I a bad mom? Mm-hmm. Like, am I 
Am I doing them a disservice just because I want to pursue my own things? Trapped in ideas and emotions, too. It doesn't even have to be trapped in a physical object or a physical thing. It could be, you said you're a job, and I think a lot of people feel that way. I Mm -hmm. can't even tell you how many women and moms I've talked to that feel like they either want to quit their job and be a stay-at-home mom or they feel the opposite Mm -hmm. and they're staying at home and they just want to go get a job or they have a job but they don't love it and it doesn't bring them joy and they're just doing it because it produces income Mm -hmm. and that creates a wear and tear that creates that trapped feeling over time that will manifest into other body emotions if you will yeah and this chain that binds us is all materialized from our mind we create the chain we create the chain so we can cut the chain we can cut the chain so to segue we we want to offer like something for you to take away from this i you know i like again it's not a religious practice and if you stayed for the whole thing there's probably a lot of themes that resonate with you and we didn't tell you to go like light a candle and do some weird seance or i don't think like (laughs) we were chanting right so um I thought of a couple things, and Jess, you can chime in too with whatever comes up for you. So one of my thoughts, because I like to write, so I always, like, I meditate and do a tarot, and then I write. And this is an under 30-minute morning practice. It's not that long. I do it before my kids wake up. It gives me this beautiful start to the day. I'm in a lot of freaking insight, I think, at least today, right? Yeah, especially as you practice more, you can drop into that deeper knowing, that deeper intuition, or asking yourself, what is this trying to tell me? What is this trying to tell me? Quicker, for sure. Yeah. Um, So one of these ideas was actually from my guidebook, and I liked it because I like to write. It's the idea that you write a letter to the chains, right? Write a letter to the swords, whatever it is. What is binding you? What is keeping you stuck? Write a letter to that thing. That's and we gave idea. like a lot of examples, but like, you know, the codependent relationship and get like, who cares what you write? Just let it flow. Have a quiet space. Get your favorite drink and just like free, free write, free write. Let your intuition start spilling out of you. Something might come up. I don't think we actually do that enough. When you actually put pen to paper, pencil, paper, whatever, (laughs) a lot of things can come up and you're like, I don't even know why I'm writing this. It's just uh, the first time you're basically unlocking the door or the key is in that lock to start opening the chain and you haven't released it yet, but you're allowing yourself, you have to do the work in order to unlock the chain. It doesn't just like poof, magically disappear. Mm -hmm. Um, Going through the metaphor, there's, there's some sort of lock and key and we need to be able to put in that work to do that. And so writing is a beautiful way to do it too, to let it all out. Yeah. My, actually my master's thesis like was journaling as a form of healing, like writing as a form of healing. And if you didn't know, Lexi is a journalism major (laughs) or or she majored in journalism. I did. yeah. Yeah. And then my master's was in creative writing and my thesis was about journaling as a form of healing because I I wanted that because it resonated with me in my own journey and Mm -hmm. that's what I picked Mm -hmm. anyway I I have a strong writing practice and I think once you get into the groove sometimes you can really like channel messages without even realizing you're doing it and then you go back and you're like whoa okay but if that concept is like what the fuck Lexi sorry (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to get a pen and a paper. I don't have time for this. 
There are also plenty, you just Google it, there's plenty of cord cutting meditations out there that you can do. So essentially, um, and they, they can be shorter. They're probably be like, cord cutting is probably closer to 20 minutes, but I'm not a meditation expert, so I don't know. But the idea is that the cord is something that is binding you to another thing that you no longer want to be chained to. Mm -hmm. And it's a whole visualization practice of cutting the cord. And really just to simplify this whole process too, oftentimes your subconscious will hold these patterns of belief or thoughts Mm -hmm. that are holding you with Mm -hmm. the chain. But by then taking action, by writing or doing a cord cutting practice or releasing it somehow, you're now bringing it to the conscious. And so it's much easier to clear subconscious chain-like reactions, if you will, or subconscious beliefs beliefs and thoughts and limiting beliefs when you bring it to the conscious practice. And that's what, you know, tarot reading is, Mm -hmm. but also, you know, pulling different types of cards, um, journaling, journaling, meditations. Mm -hmm. It will allow us to be able to bring conscious practice to the subconscious. Yes. But not in just one journaling practice. I do want to say, like, that. (laughs) it's a great point. (laughs) Cutting the cord one time. Maybe it will work for you depending on how deep your state of meditation is, but it is definitely a practice. Again, like Jess and I are on this practice together, se- separately but together. So we're we're still working through our own limiting beliefs and subconscious beliefs. Um, but gosh, even in just the handful of few episodes that we've already shared, we're realizing and putting practices from interview guests and like from our own whatever readings that we're taking away so thanks for being here thanks for journeying with us yeah Uh, hopefully there was some information in there that resonated with you and yeah thank you Lexi so much for sharing your morning tarot practice with us this morning and to kind of share your insights I think it was extremely valuable for myself and I know it will be for everyone else too thanks well if you like it let us know yeah, come come let us know because I'd love to do this monthly. That's a great idea. Closer to the that. beginning of the month, but um, intuitively this is what resonated with me today. It, it just spat out of me as I was like writing this metaphor. So I can do that every month um, if you guys like it. So let us know. Don't forget to come and like us and subscribe and all that good stuff so that you can be notified. Thank you for tuning in today. You can find more information about today's episode in the show notes at soul-starter.com forward slash podcast. We also love to connect with you on Instagram at soulstarterco, all one word. And please don't forget to leave a review and subscribe on your favorite podcast player. You can also watch the video recordings on our YouTube channel at soulstarterco. See you in the next episode.